I honestly bet, though, that Brett Ratner really wishes that he was organizing the Grammys, because they seem much more forgiving than the Oscars altogether. <laughs> Seriously, you say a few hateful things, they don't let you within 100 yards of the Oscars. You could literally beat the shit out of a nominee. They ask you to perform twice at the Grammys. <laughs> Episode 73 of the Geek Generation. Mike Volpe in studio and Brian Lipsitz. Who the hell's that guy? Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> guy that used to be on the show a long time ago. There he is. Brian hasn't been on since He's January. Back. Since January. I have returned from my, my dark oh, abyss. March. Yeah. Ooh, what is where this? Have you been? <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> Brian was also suspended for uh, <laughs> uh, violating the uh, wellness, wellness policy, policy yeah. that the Geek Generation has enforced. Yep. Brian, you damn lush. <laughs> I'm, I'm clean now, I swear. <laughs> lies, all lies. All right, uh, Blu-ray, video game releases. We got stuffs to talk about. March 6th, out on Blu-ray, Game of Thrones, the complete first season. I don't watch the show, personally. I have no idea what that is. You've really? never even heard of it? You haven't heard of I've it? I've heard the title. It was all over the Geeky Awards. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard yeah. really good things about it. I have, too. I haven't seen What's it either. What's it about? It's very, like, medieval. It's based on a, a, a fantasy, science, fiction, science fiction fantasy book, that yeah. series. It's really popular. Yep. And this is apparently very popular. Lots of nudity. Lots yes. of nudity. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also out on Blu-ray, Immortals, which I never got around to seeing. Yeah. It looked like an exact clone of 300. Well, it was the same people, right? Yeah. 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 yeah same guys yeah. made it. Uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, is finally out on Blu-ray. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. And Brian. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> Transformers <laughs> Prime Season 1. Woohoo. No, nah, I'm not a. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes, but. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. all right. It's, it's not bad. It's more of a kid for the kids. Yeah. Also out on March 6th, video games Mass Effect 3. What a push this game's been getting. Highly anticipated. I am curious to play these games. I haven't played any of them, but the fact that stuff carries over from game to game, like two looked back to your memory from one and that affected two and the course of how things would play out. Three does the same, looks back on the two prior saves and then expands, which is amazing. But it also the game did that. Yeah. It also makes it very necessary to play the previous games. I would think. Exactly. So at some point I'll get around to those. those are long games too. Yeah. But they look great. So I don't know. Um and also I'm excited about Street Fighter Cross Tekken's finally coming mm-hmm. out. Oot. Yes, and we have a bunch Oot. of news uh relating to that in this show. But I don't know if I'm gonna buy it right away or if I'm gonna wait because you know what Capcom loves to do. <laughs> yeah, release exactly. That's more characters thinking. and release the game again. Yeah, after yeah. they have like five editions. So of... you can wait six months and get the ultimate super ultimate <laughs> edition. We'll touch on something like that yeah. later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh March eleventh. Video games, Mario Party Nine. We had just talked about Mario Nine Mario Party Mario recently. Parties. And I remember when the first one came out. That's wow. Those that games are so damn fun. 
Yeah. I don't know how they are now because I haven't played them in so long, but they were so much fun. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the olden days. Yeah, which was a Wednesday for those who are keeping track. Uh, March 13th, Blu-ray, The Adventures of Tintin, which I was (laughs) not thrilled by. Didn't see it. It was all right. it It was mediocre. I don't care for that animation style. Yeah, I agree. It totally took me out of the movie, that and animation style. I think the way they started off makes it even more jarring because of, they show the picture of the classic Tintin. And yeah. And you see that before you see his like hyper-realistic face. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of creepy. If they had just done it in animation, it would have been much better. Yeah, I would rather see a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, the Descendants, which I never got around to seeing, but Ooh. looking forward oh. to because it's been highly acclaimed. Yeah. The Three Musketeers, which was slightly better than I thought it would be. Didn't oh, even yeah, realize that movie yeah. came out. Really? Wow. Came and went. I remember seeing it at Comic-Con. They had a yeah. poster up somewhere yeah. on the side of a building. And the trailers looked <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the trailers looked pretty bad. And it, those aspects were there, those anticipated aspects. But overall, it wasn't as poor as I thought it would be. That's good. Hmm. Doesn't mean it's great. It's just <laughs> better than expected. <laughs> Um, American Pie is finally coming out on Blu-ray. Really? Wow. Yeah. Not only American Pie, but <clears throat> two and three as well. I was just going to ask. If All three. Were, yeah. They grouped them together in one set. Uh, no, they're separate. Well, they're going to wait till the the fourth one comes right. out, and they'll do a box set. I'm sure. American Reunion's on the way. Yeah. And then this is the fourth one or the fifth one. This is the fourth. fourth. One. If you discount the like straight to DVD release, no, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, been yeah. a bunch those of those. Count. Yeah. Although some of those were actually kind of funny. It was if, American Pie, American Pie Two, American Wedding. Was that American the third Wedding? One? Was yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. And then, like, I don't even remember all. Like, there was the Naked Mile. There was and, like, Band Camp. Yeah, yep. there was a bunch of them. With Stifler's little brother. Yeah. The main and like character. his cousin was another one. But yeah. if you just wanted to sit down and watch something mindless, that was kind of funny. Well, this they is were like they our were generation of the National Lampoons. Right. That's yeah. true. I didn't even think of that, but that's kind of like, true. I think our yeah. our parents probably had the National Lampoon sure. movies. And they're even making those still. They are. A lot of straight to video ones, Dorm, which are not the good. The most recent one I saw was like Dorm Days or something. Yeah. They're all, they're Dorm yeah. Days was kind of funny, but some of the others were just real. Like yeah. uh, Gold Diggers was horrible. I didn't see that. Terrible. <laughs> I, just I saw the picture of it, the poster, and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> yeah. It, they're, they're hit or miss. Very hit or miss. Um, and on Blu-ray, a double pack that I am very excited about because I love both movies. Under Siege and Under Siege Dark oh, Territory double cool. feature. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Best both part on of those desk. movies is the girl coming out of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Erica Elianic. See, all yes. I remember, to be honest with you. Oh, wait a minute. No. Wasn't Gary Busey a bad guy in one of them? Oh, God, yeah, in the first. And then <laughs> Catherine Heigl played his uh, niece or daughter in yep, the second the one. The second one, yeah. But I love the second one, even even though most people were like, why are you making a sequel to Under Siege? The second one was really good. <laughs> I mean, they're Steve- Steven Seagal movies. Who but was yeah. the bad guy in the second one? I don't remember. But it's someone fairly notable now. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember who. Steven Seagal at his best. Yeah. Those are his best movies, in my yeah. opinion. Easily. Under Siege is so underrated. Under everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video games on March 13th. Silent Hill Downpour. It hasn't gotten the press I expected. No, none. Yeah, I would think for a huge franchise like that, it, it's no. They pushed back one of the other Silent Hill releases. There's oh, the HD collection got pushed back like a oh. week or two. But uh, this and Silent Hill Revelations, I think, is out on like DS or something like that, 3DS, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so many friggin' consoles and handhelds now. It's insane. There are. Yeah. All right. Well then, let's hop in. Your news for March 5th, 2012. 
Marvel Studios has announced that its new trailer for The Avengers has been viewed over 13.7 million times in the first 24 hours of its debut, setting a new record for the most viewed trailer on iTunes and the iTunes trailer app. Boom. Wow. And can we talk about that trailer for a sec? We can. I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? How dare you? No, because whenever somebody's posting stuff over and over, I stop looking at whatever that is. Really? Uh, yeah. But it's the Avengers trailer. Yeah. That's okay. I'll watch the movie. <laughs> well, okay. I kind of understand that point. I mean... I saw the first trailer. It yeah. was good. It was cool. And I've heard people talk about this before, that once you see a trailer and you say, okay, I'm in for that movie, mm-hmm. then maybe you just stop watching it because you don't want to see I feel like they're going to give something coming. away. Right. I, I get that. I don't need anything to be given. I get I mean, I'm, a, I'm in a position where I kind of have to watch everything. You do. But <laughs> for the most part... I'm sorry, I'm just too excited. I'll watch anything that comes out about it. (laughs) Yeah, and this trailer was just phenomenal. Like, if the last one was good, this one sold it to the people who weren't quite convinced, I think. They have a great, that uh, rotating group shot was awesome. And we saw a lot more of this guy in there. Hulk smash! So that was good. (laughs) And that's A lot of infighting of the Avengers fighting each other. Yep. They did kind of give away a little bit of stuff here and there that I didn't necessarily want to see yet with them getting along. <laughs> but mm-hmm. overall, it looks awesome. I am so uh, pumped for this movie. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. the release date? May 1st. Uh, yeah, May 4th. Sorry. Oh, 4th. May 4th, yeah. Oh. Which was the same night as Two the months away. the Nerdist show I can't make, but I'll just go see the Avengers instead. <laughs> I'll make it. Well, are they going to do midnight showings the night before? I have I'm no sure. doubt. Yeah, I'm sure they'll. I would love to get an early screening, but I don't see that happening. You never know. Uh, after a Best Buy employee supposedly leaked promo images for Assassin's Creed 3, Ubisoft has officially released the box art for the oh, game yeah. and announced a release date of October 30th, 2012. So it's definitely this year, like yeah. we were talking about before. Yeah. Every uh, year they pump out a new one. After the box art reveal, Game Informer also stepped up and posted images to tease their upcoming cover story on the title, in which more details about the new hero will be revealed. These images also included an amazing variant cover from comic book artist Alex Ross, who's one of my favorites, and that artwork was awesome. You yeah. saw that, right, Brian? Yeah. I know you love Alex's stuff, too. It's great. Yeah, that cover was awesome. Uh, also, the released images, in combination with some early details from Game Informer, confirm suspicions that Assassin's Creed 3 will take place in the latter half of the 18th century during the American Revolution. Weapons appear to include a bow, gun, and tomahawk, with the hatchet blade carved like the assassin's crest. Also, this new assassin wears items of Native American heritage, along with the traditional white assassin's robe featuring a bald eagle on the beak of his cowl. And people are friggin' pumped about it being yeah. American Revolution based. Yeah, this will be cool. Yeah. I wonder if the next, if they're going to do the same thing where it'll go from 3 to like 3A, 3B. Like I bet it will. the last one, there were, what, yeah. three of them yeah. involved in Assassin's Creed 2? I'm pretty sure they'll milk this character as yeah. well. Yeah. And where I like, this is all building up to uh, what's his face in the present time. Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's a little eye roll there. There is because I don't want to wait till Xbox 1080. To yeah, I know play what you mean. Four generations from now to finish. But the think story. of all the time, the cool time periods they could do. Yeah, there are. Like m- the one I'm waiting for is uh, Assassin's Creed, like taking on the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Like an well, the infiltrator. Game is change. At that point, the game will have changed so much. It'll basically, I would assume the game would be like the original 
uh, what was that Tom Clancy game? Uh, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. I feel like that's where it's going to lead to. Possibly. I think it'll be better than that, though. I do find it interesting, like, the time period that they were in with the Assassin's Creed 2 lineage and Ezio was so beautiful. Like, that is, it's the perfect time period for what they were doing. So any change feels a little strange. But I can see them making this work and keeping some of the style. But as they move forward, it's going to become more and more difficult, I think. I think it's going to become a lot more, oh, well, not a lot darker. Yeah. Like, this period's going to be, like you said, it's beautiful. This is going to be, like, dirty and disgusting. Right. (laughs) But it is cool that, like, a lot of the, they did, there are some screenshots out there that nobody has confirmed whether they're legit or not. But they look legit. The screenshots show him, like, climbing trees and stuff instead of buildings. Because you just got to think about the environment. It's very different. So there's going to be some different elements at play there. But it looks really, really cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely. What the way I'd like to see the franchise go is actually to get to Desmond and then go beyond. Like I want to play an Assassin's Creed in the future game where Desmond is the ancestor. Oh yeah. And I want Desmond's game to be like that from the perspective of a new potential future character. Hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. So imagine like Desmond's actual you don't actually get to him. You go past him and then relive. You go past him and you go. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. You don't you don't play Desmond in real time. You play him in past. And if they showed it, like, all the stuff that was Desmond is actually being seen by someone else and they go another level. Oh, maybe this would that would be a way to continue it if they decided to. Yeah. And Ooh. I would love to see, like, <laughs> it sounds so corny, but like lightsaber wrist <laughs> blade type <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, like future future assassin. What are the gimmicks there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I that's see it. badass. I almost want to jump over the present day, which wouldn't be nearly as interesting and just go into the future. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who is getting ready to celebrate its 50th anniversary next year, and no villain would be more appropriate to face off with the Doctor during this event than the Master. Express.co.uk is reporting that this will indeed be the case, with the next regeneration of the Master to be played by none other than Benedict Cumberbatch, star of the BBC's Sherlock. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. I live in my castle. That guy's everywhere now. I know, he's everywhere. Is that really his name? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Does he he talk like that? I hope he talks like that. We've talked about him before on the show. Yeah, we've talked about him like... He's the the villain in the new Star Trek movie. But that's also the name they use in... uh, Family Guy? Oh, the guys, no. Uh, I know who you're referring to. Oh, I know you No, know. that's Bottom Tooth. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> uh, star of BBC's Sherlock, writer Stephen Moffat is currently at the helm of both the Doctor Who and Sherlock shows on the BBC. First appearing in 1971's Terror of the Autons, the Master, like the Doctor, is a Time Lord from the planet Gallifrey, and as such, the character can regenerate and has been played by quite a few actors over the years. Roger Delgado originated the role with Anthony Ainley in the part for the longest. Most recently, John Sim played the master in the 2007 series, which then featured David Tennant as the doctor. So we haven't even seen the master in the Matt Smith uh, in- incarnation yet. So that's what they consider it called regeneration? Yeah, when a doctor, quote unquote, dies, they don't yeah. actually die. They regenerate and take a new form and a new actor and a new personality yeah. and all that. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. It's what keeps the series going on for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty damn cool, I think. And I think he'd be a very good master. 2K Games and Gearbox Software have announced that Borderlands 2, the sequel to the multi-million unit selling breakout hit Borderlands, will be available on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Windows in North America on September 18th, 2012, and internationally on September 21st, 2012. Living up to the mantra, bigger, better, and more badass, 
Borderlands 2 features all new characters, skills, imaginative, diverse new environments with unique missions and enemies, and more exciting and fun weapons, equipment, and loot than ever before. All of these features come together in a story that takes players to the world of Pandora to take down the notorious Handsome Jack and his corrupt Hyperion Corporation as a solo campaign or with up to four cooperative players. Borderlands 2 will allow friends to play locally uh, via split screen, as well as online with drop-in, drop-out capabilities. With seamless cooperative gameplay and action, Borderlands 2 is extremely accessible for gamers and their friends to play alone or together in a variety of configurations. Gamers who pre-order Borderlands 2 from participating retailers will gain access to the Borderlands 2 Premier Club, allowing them to download the Gearbox Gun Pack, a Golden Key, and the Vault Hunter's Relic. The Gearbox Gun Pack is a collection of unique guns to help players begin their journey on Pandora. The Golden Key is an in-game item used to unlock a rare item in the mysterious Golden Sanctuary loot chest found in Borderlands 2. So they're just giving you the key to the chest that you have to find, which is kind of cool in a way. And the Vault Hunter's Relic is an in-game item that boosts players' gear hunting fortune while playing solo or teaming up with friends. Brian, did you play this game? Uh, I played a little bit of it. I borrowed it from a friend, but I didn't play it all the way through. But I enjoyed what I played. It's cel-shaded, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's, it's real fun. It's, it's, it's a fun game. I heard oh. it's a lot like Fallout. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who are into Borderlands, that's probably exciting for them. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the hat is back and looking better than ever. The world's favorite globe-trotting archaeologist is at long last embarking on his greatest adventure. When the complete Indiana Jones Blu-ray collection comes to Blu-ray disc from Lucasfilm Limited and Paramount Home Media Distribution. The complete Indiana Jones Blu-ray collection will be excavated in the fall of 2012. (laughs) Yeah, smart press releases. And will include all four of Indy's thrilling adventures using the highest possible high-definition picture and audio presentation, along with a best-of collection of documentaries, interviews, featurettes, and a few new surprises. Yeah, they changed his whip to a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind that uh, this this series is a predominantly Spielbergian one, even though, yeah. and Spielberg has said we're not changing anything. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's going to be That's any good. changes yeah. that major so uh for those who aren't aware it is the original indie trilogy along with kingdom of the crystal skull and then a whole bunch of extra stuff and i'm gonna get it just because it's on blu-ray i love the first three movies especially the last crusade they're pretty long movies aren't they yeah each one like two and a half hours yeah they're fairly yeah yeah, two two and a half two to two and a half they play them on tv it seems like they're on all day yeah well they also have commercials yeah so it makes them like three hours long when they put in the commercials um but yeah i'm really really pumped about that yeah, I can't I'll wait. I'll buy it. Definitely. Take my money. <laughs> In a recent interview with the UK's Telegraph. Hey Rob, just out of curiosity, hey, when you buy that, would you be going to thegeekgen.com <laughs> slash Amazon? <laughs> Actually, I'll go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Look, there well, are people. I'm glad there are that people you corrected me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are people so, who will try wait, something in the geekgen.com. It's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Slash Amazon. Yeah. Got it. That's where I'll Brian, go. Brian, you write that down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's bookmarked it, so he never has to type it in again. He can just exactly. click that button automatically. You know, Very cool. Uh, in a recent interview with the UK's Telegraph, Dan Aykroyd spoke of his desire to create Ghostbusters 3 yes. and expressed his frustration that Bill Murray won't do it. Boo. Aykroyd wrote an original script back in 1999. I feel like I'm getting the pops and the boos well, from I'm you, Mike. I'm blown Volpe. away that Bill Murray wouldn't want to be involved in this. There's a reason. Okay. I'll get into it. Uh, Aykroyd wrote an original skip back in 1999. That's oh. how far this is going back. 
and a more recent version by the writers of The Office has been well-received by Columbia Pictures and the rest of the original cast, with the exception of Murray. Quote, his cantankerous friend's uh, refusal to have anything to do with the sequel, which is designed to pass the overalls and backpacks to a new generation of Buster, has long been a source of frustration to Aykroyd. When asked if the movie will ever really happen, Aykroyd responded, quote, I honestly don't know. At this point, it's in suspended animation. The studio, the director Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis feel there must be a way to do it. But Bill Murray will not do the movie. He doesn't want to be involved. He's got six kids, houses all over America. He golfs in these tournaments where they pay him to turn up and have a laugh. He's into this life and living it. I know we'd have a lot of fun, but I can't be mad at him. He's a friend first, a colleague second. We have a deep personal relationship that transcends business, and he doesn't know. He doesn't want to know. I don't understand that last line, but that's <laughs> that's how it was written. Rumors have speculated that Murray could be replaced by another actor or appear as a CGI ghost, but Aykroyd worries about the integrity of the franchise, saying, quote, We're not going to do a movie that exploits the franchise. The script has to be perfect. I'm the cheerleader, but I'm only one voice in the matter. It's a surety that Bill Murray will not do the movie. However, there is still interest from the studio. Well, they could just have the that the character died at some point between the last one and this uh, one. Which I can see them doing. That's the movie probably... could open with them. The movie could open with them at a, the funeral of him or something, yeah. you know? There there was they were asking Aykroyd too if he thought that they would do like the CGI ghost thing and use Murray's likeness with maybe voiceover and yeah. that'd be easier for him to do. And but they're not sure he would even sign off on that. I mean, he it took them they could barely get him to do the sequel. He did not want to do the sequel no, back if you remember back in 89, he did not want to do that at all. So I mean, he already feels like he did you know the quote-unquote sequel and he did the vi- he voiced the video game yep. i mean I, I i can't i can't see him wanting to do anything he, he has said for years he wanted nothing to do with anything else Why? So. what's his problem he's just set in the life he has yeah now. one he of the doesn't... things that he said and he, he said who wants to see a bunch of wrinkly old guys running around as ghostbusters again I, I do i can understand that yeah i can understand he doesn't want to tarnish the the image of yeah. the original movies i think if they're gonna do a three then they just do it with the new crew and have like Aykroyd or ramus's character be like the mentors Uh, exactly that's the only way you can do it i mean you can't do like uh the old cast without bill murray yeah Yeah, it's just it's not gonna work and even with the old cast they better not cast ryan reynolds in this (laughs) (laughs) ryan reynolds as bill murray or i just mean oh my god if either one of them shows up as a new ghostbuster (laughs) (laughs) that'd be an interesting uh i i trust those guys enough to know that they probably feel the same way that'd be an interesting casting though like uh, like a dream ca- I've, I've been wanting to do some like dream casting yeah articles on the site and kind of put those together and see who we, we would want and ghostbusters is interesting because you're not even filling specific characters you're just creating yeah. a new crew right and i think honestly one of them should be a female i was just gonna say that i think that would be yeah. interesting yep yeah yeah um end up being anna faris it could Anita, be, but she I think, could be the comedian side of it. Yeah, I think she's a little too. I almost want like a girl to play the straight man more or less, oh. and have the others do the humor around her. But it's got to be oh, someone who they can play chick, off of. Uh, the, that martial arts. Gina Carano. Yeah, her. <laughs> she doesn't even use the 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 weapons. Uh, she just goes in and beats the shit. That out actually of the ghost. be kind of funny now that you oh, mention it. She's got Slimer in like a triangle hold. <laughs> I don't know how her comedic timing is, but it would be uh. interesting. <laughs> IMAX Corporation, Eon Productions, MGM Studios, and Sony Pictures have announced that the next James Bond movie, Skyfall, will be released in IMAX theaters both domestically and internationally, making it the first time a Bond movie has received the IMAX treatment, which is kind of surprising. I didn't even realize that. 
Even yeah. though the movie is being released in IMAX, Skyfall will not be shot with IMAX cameras, but digitally remastered into IMAX quality, which never looks quite as good, mm. but it's still fairly impressive. Mm. It's Interesting. Not, it's I have not, not like seen cool an IMAX scenes. movie in a long time. Nor have I, actually. A I very long time. I think the last one I saw was The Dark Knight. Hmm. I, I, so I saw they Transformers shoot that last year. Like, what the hell shot with those special cameras? The Dark Knight? Or did they digitally enhance it? They did most of The Dark Knight with regular film cameras, but they did shoot the uh, scenes in Hong Kong. Yeah, in IMAX, with IMAX. And that's why oh. that looked at those buildings, like the shot of him. I well, I don't even know what to describe. Like the parachuting into yeah. the thing were amazing looking. Like seeing the height of the buildings and stuff that looked mm. gorgeous. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. Cool, <laughs> interesting. Sony Pictures. There's a lot of Sony Pictures going on here. <laughs> Sony Pictures has reportedly offered a deal to Brian Taylor, uh, who is one half of the Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance team, to write and direct a movie based on the popular Twisted Metal video game franchise. Avi and Ari Arid, let's say that three times fast, are producing the video game adaptation. Like the game, the story of the film would revolve around an underground event in which contestants drive heavily weaponized vehicles, competing in to-the-death combat. The sole survivor of the event wins one wish from Calypso, the proprietor of the race who organizes it to continue his obsession with studying the human condition. Deadline also reports that the film will include such signature characters as Sweet Tooth, a homicidal clown who drives an ice cream truck, and Dollface, a young woman who is trapped behind a porcelain mask and drives an 18-wheeler. If all moves forward as reported, this will be the first solo venture for Taylor, who has constantly worked alongside Mark Nevildine on previous projects such as the Crank series, Gamer, and the recently released Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. <sighs> Didn't they do this movie already? It was like Death, Death Race, Race and Death Race 2 and yeah. yeah. All I know is I saw Ghost Rider, and it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, so I would not recommend <laughs> that director. I'm not going to say Ghost Rider was the worst movie I've ever seen, but it was pretty piss poor. It was. I forgot to ask you about that. It was it bad. Was bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I was laughing in the theater instead of... I was laughing hysterically. Yeah. I just don't time. think Ghost Rider is a character that translates. Ghost Rider, for me, is not that interesting a character, period. He's all about cool visuals. But the problem is you have Nicolas Cage uh, completely acting like a fucking insane man, yeah. which if they had someone else playing Ghost Rider, they could pull it off. It's the just, problem is you have Nicolas Cage. Yeah. The scene That's with the him problem. riding on the motorcycle and like tweaking and changing was the most <sighs> laughable thing I ever saw. Uh, ever. No, no. The better scene was when he would picked up that guy and put him up against the wall and started going like, oh, you want to see it come out? You want to see it? Uh, yeah, that like, was pretty uh, ridiculous. So. Uh, oh, man. Gayest oh. moment in a movie this year. <laughs> that line. <laughs> That line. <laughs> you want to see it come out. Oh, boy. Mike Volpe. Red Rocket. <laughs> Red Rocket. Red Rocket, Sparky, Red Rocket. <laughs> A deal has been reached with the Muppets director James Bobin and original co-writer Nicholas Stoller to pen a sequel to the successful 2011 film, which is good. Yay, I'm happy about that. Unfortunately, it's also being reported that Jason Siegel, who both co-wrote and starred in the movie, is much too wrapped up in other projects to be involved in the writing process of the next film. Siegel's currently working on several other projects, including CBS's How I Met Your Mother, as well as devoting time to promote five-year engagement and Judd Apatow's This is 40. There's currently no word as to whether or not Siegel will return to the sequel for an on-screen role. Oh, Damn it. boy. Yeah. I think a big part of the last Muppets movie even getting greenlit 
was Siegel and his fandom towards yep. the Muppets. Yeah. I fear that if they change course too much, they're going to lose the heart of the characters. And that's I what I think Siegel brought to it. Definitely. So who knows uh, where this is going to uh, go. But They should just wait until his <laughs> schedule clears up. I agree. Don't, don't rush it. Yeah, there's no need to rush it. Sometimes yeah. it takes a year, two, three before you get the next one. So yeah. right. it's not like the Muppets are going away anytime soon. Yeah. They can certainly bide their time. Definitely. That movie hasn't even come out on Blue, uh, Blu-ray or DVD yet, has no, it? No, that's uh, we got uh, a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's coming out I think it's this month. End of March. Yep. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Woohoo! Will star. <laughs> Lift things up and put them down. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger will star opposite Sylvester Stallone in oh, the Lord. action thriller The Tomb, which will be directed by Swedish filmmaker Mikael Hofstrom. Written by Miles Chapman for the screen with a rewrite by Jason Keller, The Tomb follows Ray Breslin, played by Stallone, who is the world's foremost authority on structural security. He's analyzed every high security prison and has gained a vast array of survival skills. But all Ray's ingenuity and knowledge are about to be put to work in the most challenging test he's ever faced, escaping from the master prison of his own design. Schwarzenegger, in the role of Church, plays a complex inmate with multiple shades of gray. He's the guy who fights to keep the prisoners from losing their humanity in their darkest hour as they struggle together to stay alive. No whining. <laughs> Quit your bitching. Get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. It's not a tumor. <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimmel. You need those little sound effects on your device. Congratulations, there. you just saw the tomb. <laughs> <laughs> With I'm the ex- worst impressions I'm ever. I'm excited for it. I'll, see I'll it. absolutely see it. Oh, man. We have no other action stars. These guys have the premise to, could be uh, anything, and I would see it. Yeah. The problem is they're just getting older, and what happens when <laughs> we don't have them anymore? I thought it was funny that that picture. What's going to happen? When we don't have them. Yeah, the like who's going to step up place? and be the Dwayne? The well, the Rock, Rock was supposed to, and he blew it by doing the Tooth Fairy. By the way, I saw online the other day. I did, but um, (laughs) the other day online, I saw. I didn't even realize that there was a Tooth Fairy two that went right to DVD. There was. Yeah, (laughs) guess who the Tooth Fairy was? It's hysterical. Wait, John Cena? No, (laughs) that'd be funny though. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Sounds like a Saturday Night Live. His career went nowhere. The funniest thing is they don't even try to dress him up different. He's wearing his Larry the Cable Guy stuff. He just has like pink wings popping out the back on the cover. Did you see Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector? No. (laughs) You remember that was terrible. God no. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. That was a bad one. That was a low point in my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I saw Paul Blart Mall Cop. So. I'm sorry. I saw that too. That was pretty poor as well. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Charisma Carpenter, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. Yes, you are. All right, we're back and jumping right back into the news. Tons more movie news going on here. 
Paramount Pictures has brought aboard The Town screenwriter Peter Craig to draft a sequel to their 1986 hit, Top Gun. The original film was directed by Tony Scott and starred Tom Cruise as Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell, a young Navy pilot. Late last year, Cruise confirmed that he's been in talks with Scott and producer Jerry Bruckheimer about reprising the role of Maverick. It was also confirmed last year that the original film is undergoing a 3D conversion and will be re-released theatrically sometime this year. Oh, mm, Lord. They waited a while on that one. They did wait Which a while. Which came first, Smidge. the game or the movie? The movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't Val Kilmer, they should bring him back. All fat and bloated. Oh, I know, like, right? Oh, he's fat? I oh, seen. yeah. Really? Oh, he's big. He's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got a little chunky. Let himself go a little bit. What happened I'll there? always be your wingman. They should just do that. <laughs> I'll always be your wingman. <laughs> he was Batman once. Yeah. <laughs> he sure was. He was Batman. Now he's Fat Man. Batman. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, easy. damn. Oh, no. Easiest joke ever. Uh, <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't care about a 3D re-release. I don't really either. Me neither. I, I don't about care about 3D. Was- yeah, nor do I. New Line Cinema has found a directing pair for its upcoming continuation of Vacation. Speaking of, The Hollywood Reporter, they, they're calling it a reboot, but it's really not. It's a continuation. I don't know why. The, hmm. Everyone's obsessed with the word reboot. And reboot it even is said a that. negative term to me. It is. And they even, they, they were saying reboot, but this clearly isn't a reboot when, and you'll know why. The Hollywood Reporter has word that horrible bosses screenwriters John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein will make their directing debut with the project. They're also responsible for, uh, for providing the latest vacation draft. The vacation franchise started in 1983 with National Lampoon's Vacation, which starred Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. The duo would reprise their roles for three more sequels. Now here's the reason I don't think it's a reboot. The new movie will focus on Rusty Griswold, a now a grown man, who decides to take his own wife and kids on a road trip to Wally World before it closes forever. Chase is expected to reprise his role as Clark Griswold, now a grandfather. Okay. That's a continuation. This is, yeah, that's this not a, that's is just not a another sequel. Yeah, it's another sequel. It's not a yeah. reboot. Well, What's wrong with people? Yeah, yeah it's if a they continuation were... of Vegas Vacation. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. it would be a that's reboot if they're going to recast the same character. Chase's yeah. role and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just... They were really only three <laughs> after the original, so there were four. Christmas yeah. Vacation, Vegas Vacation. European. European Vacation. That's it. Yeah. I always felt like there were more. And the kids change, all the mm. actors for the kids change. And oh, yeah, yes. which that is funny great. as hell. Uh, they, I think they do expect to get the same guy to play Rusty that played him as a kid, the last one. I don't oh, know. Vacation. I don't know for sure which one it is. <laughs> it's in the article, <laughs> and I don't remember. I didn't write it down because I didn't care. They need somebody completely different. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see another vacation movie, though. Yeah. I'm fine with that. The fact that they're not rebooting it and just continuing it, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Did, was Chevy Chase involved in the writing of all that? I don't know. I don't I know. I don't think so. I don't but think I'm not so positive. Because they all kept that similar tone to tone. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it'll be back is great, though. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Chevy Chase related things, and uh, Brian's going to get a nerd boner when I read this, but he already knows it. Fans <laughs> of the <laughs> fans of the NBC sitcom community, like Brian Lipsitz, will be happy to know that the show will be returning to the network on March 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Ding! Geek boner. Ding! 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 <laughs> I'm sure you're very excited, Brian. I am, and uh, they also had news. The news is that they most likely will have a fourth season as well, so I'm excited. Wow, so that's... 
like everyone was saying it was in danger, but I had no idea. It, it was, was weird because like it, they never really blatantly said it. It's just because they pulled it off the schedule. Everyone was like, oh, my God, it's in danger. And everyone kind of got worked up, myself included. And then now it's sort of coming out that like NBC loves the show and they have like no plans to cancel it. So I don't know. It's I weird. honestly think it ended up being a PR move. Like it, they were probably just taking a hiatus, just like yeah, Parks I, and Rec I, is doing now because of the return of Community. Yeah, I and, think that you're probably right, and that so. Yeah, they saw it as an opportunity, and they were like, yeah. "Well, look at the power of the internet." When they think yeah. something's going away, yeah, let's just get people all hyped up for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's true. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks, Guy Williams, Antonio Banderas. Do you know what they all have in common? <laughs> They're all old now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Any ideas, Brian? No, not no. a clue. Uh, all three have played the iconic swashbuckling character Zorro. Oh. But now a new name can be added to that list, as Variety is reporting that Mexican actor Gail Garcia Bernal will be donning the mask of Zorro for a new futuristic reboot from 20th Century Fox. A few months back, Sony hired writers to reboot their Zorro franchise, but 20th Century Fox has decided to move ahead with their own Zorro project, tentatively called Zorro Reborn, which won't be set in California or Mexico, but will have Bernal's Zorro as a masked vigilante looking for moon? revenge. <laughs> That's what I was thinking myself. I don't know. I hope when they mean futuristic, they're not just talking modern day. I hope they're actually talking future. Yeah, because he's not going to ride a horse. Yeah. What's he going to ride? I I think it'd be kind of cool because in my eyes, Maybe I don't give know. give him a lightsaber. He can there put a Z into That'd the be walls. sweet. He carves um, a Z into a guy's chest, but no blood comes out. He <laughs> just gonna, gets I'm gonna, cauterized. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna play the uh, the the Stouch uh, old timer. I think Zorro is one of those like American institution people that you kind of like. All the old people that like Zorro are gonna flip out and freak probably, out. And, probably, but I don't so care. I, I, I just like think it. it's a bad idea. I don't really know what the audience would be for Zorro in space or Zorro futuristic. I think I don't. They could do something similar to. Uh, do you remember the the cartoon Phantom Twenty Forty? Oh yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Actually, they yeah, I took remember that. Phantom, word. which is a very like old timey character, yeah. and yeah. kind of Zoro like yeah. in a way. Yeah, and they just put him in the future, which was actually way more interesting. I thought. Yeah, they took the pulp hero and basically put him in the future. Yeah, yeah I could. Yeah. I didn't know there was good... really still an audience out there for Zoro. Uh, I it's I a love name the though. Zorro it's a brand name. Yeah. People yeah. know. I love the Banderas movies. I thought Mask of Zoro was like one of the best action movies of its time. Yeah, I was really good at it when it came out. Yeah, really like that. Was that, that a late nineties movie? And it launched Catherine Zeta Jones's career. Oh uh-huh. yeah, she was a nothing before that. Yep. Uh Paramount Pictures and leading video game publisher and developer Namco Bandai have announced the two companies have signed a deal for Namco Bandai to co publish and distribute the highly anticipated Star Trek video game worldwide during the first quarter of 2013 for all major home consoles and PC. Keep in mind, this was originally scheduled for summer 2012, so this is a new date they're announcing, more or less. The action-packed combat game is set to launch the first quarter of 2013 prior to the May 17th theatrical release of the next Star Trek installment from director and producer J.J. Abrams. The game, through a license with CBS Consumer Products, is based on a standalone storyline that continues the adventure of iconic characters Kirk and Spock as they work together to stop a legendary enemy race bent on conquering the galaxy. Typical storyline. (laughs) Paramount unveiled the Star Trek video game in pre-alpha phase at 2011's E3 and won the praise of critics. The game's original story is being penned by BAFTA award winner and God of War writer Marianne Krasik in collaboration with Bob Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, writers and producers for the upcoming Star Trek film. 
Built from the ground up as the ultimate co-op experience, the game lets players control both Kirk and Spock in a sweeping journey of epic proportions across unexplored planets and enemy battleships with the latest 23rd century weapons and gear. Kirk and Spock's complementary personalities result in the most fully realized and varied co-op experience for this console generation. Sounds like a lot of hype to me. I mean... uh... (laughs) It's it's one of those things. Um, all these usually huge, you know, named brand, something like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It could either it's either going to be really, 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 really like good, or it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of like the fact that it got pushed back from the summer of this year because oh, it yeah, does being pushed back is is always a good thing. Yeah, because it gives them more time to actually create a quality product. The biggest problem with movie tie-in games is yeah, that they're they rushed rush out all yeah. the time. Like the Iron Man games, the yeah. Thor game. Yeah, all those are just like not good. That's what my worry is. They're just going to try to pump it out to get it out in time for the second movie. Yeah. Which, well, they have. I mean, at this point, they'll have over two years of development. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty so, good. So yeah. who knows? Maybe they'll actually come up with a quality product. And Namco yeah. Bandai being a publisher on it mm. is kind of nice. It gives me a little hope. Yeah, I hope. I hope it's good. I just It's always that questionable thing when you get these movie properties and big brands. Yeah. Stan the Man Lee. Yes. Yes. Let it slip in a recent interview that the comic legend himself will be a playable character in the upcoming game, The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> the extent of his character in the game has yet to be announced, but my money's on it simply being an unlockable skin. I don't think he understands the difference between the two. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a character of Stan Lee that you're playing. Yeah, I, I think it. you'll just have a skin of <laughs> Stan Lee funny. that goes over He doesn't Spidey. understand. I don't think he gets the difference between the skin and the... Dude, the guy's lucky to still be alive. No offense to How him. old is he? I mean, he's getting he's up there. He's pushing so. 90. He's getting very close. Yeah. But so, uh, I actually God just heard him. I heard him call into a show the other day, and he was yeah. he was uh, alive and awake and energetic as ever. Oh, I, I, I pray to God like I'm like crazy. that around ninety. Yeah, we gotta get him on like, this show. I would love to, but what else does he have to do? <laughs> what do you mean? What a, do you know how much shit he works on on a daily basis? Uh, Seriously, he has he's like, got a lot of people he, to work for him. Yeah, but he's also he's a workaholic. Yeah, and he needs he to has, get like, on top of this whole movie business. And straighten shit out. He is. <laughs> like, he wrote all this stuff, and then the movies don't follow it. I blame him. The Marvel movies? Yeah. What? Well, even, like, the X-Men movies. Well, that's that's because it's not Marvel. That's 20th run. Century Fox, though. Yeah, right. it has nothing to do with Marvel. And Sony, even though they're not being Marvel runners, staying very Spider-Man mm-hmm. accurate, except for Spider-Man 3. Well, <laughs> so you're saying that he had no influence whatsoever on the X-Men movies? And no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that... He well, for one, Aviara does most of that stuff anyway. Yeah, but it's not Marvel's final call on a lot of that stuff. Marvel only has control over the Marvel Studios productions, which they actually have. See, that's too the, bad. He can't get it so that he can have the last say. Yeah, but I mean, I just think I things would be more accurate. They would. Yeah, but the problem is he hasn't written a com- he hasn't written any of the X Men comics since <laughs> you know 1965. I mean, a lot of the X Men stuff they're using was stuff from other writers anyways. Yeah. So I mean, mm. it's not. So even though he created the characters, it's not like he's exactly keeping every keeping his like thumb on it. All yeah, the time. he he wouldn't guy, have any huh? better create all these characters and then sat back and made a ton of money. But Pretty he's much. the thing is he doesn't sit back. Yeah. I think the reason he's doing so well at his age is what because is he, he hasn't do? stopped. He's, he's got all sorts. He's got his own production company. Yeah. He's yeah. got. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. He's got he still writes comics for other companies. He's got other characters he's created. He's you know, they're not as successful. What, but. <laughs> <laughs> he just wrote um a new book coming out called Romeo and Juliet the War. Yeah. 
which is uh, like a futuristic Romeo and Juliet story where uh, one one family are all cyborgs and the other family are all genetically enhanced humans. <laughs> and it focuses more on the war between the families, uh. but it does still cover the Romeo and Juliet story. Hmm. So that's something. But I mean, he does stuff like that. He has a he has a series of children's books coming out called like Stanley's Universe that are all more kid oriented, things Mm. like that. So he's still busy. Yeah. Don't go into retirement, people. That's my best (laughs) advice for you. It's your death sentence. Don't ever because then you lose your focus and your purpose. And what happens when that mouse stops running on the wheel? Exactly. Dies. Dun, dun, dun. We're getting all uh, existential. We're getting all phil- well, I can't even say the word. Philosophical. I'm yeah, I'm too tired. Existential. It's okay. <laughs> Mike Volpe had to do a spin class this morning. Yeah. He's a little oh, sluggish. No. Yeah. It was a fundraising thing for like Spin for Hope. Yep. But I haven't That's- done spin in three months, and it wiped my ass out. <laughs> <laughs> or it just wiped your Woo! ass. Yeah, yeah. it did. Uh, though the first film isn't even slated to open until March 16th, Sony Pictures is moving forward with a sequel to 21 Jump Street. Oh, e, has the news. <laughs> e has the news, having confirmed with Jonah Hill directly that the studio has greenlit the writing of a comedy follow-up. Quote, we are writing the sequel now, said Hill, who stars opposite Channing Tatum in the Phil Lord and Chris Miller film. This movie looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, it does. I've, and let me just put this out there. I'm going on a rant for one second. Honestly, did any, does anyone, I, I, I saw Moneyball and enjoyed it, but did anyone actually think Jonah Hill deserved an Oscar nomination? I think he did a fine job in the movie, but it was nothing I hadn't seen or could imagine other people Thank not you. being able to pull off. There was nothing special about it. I, I don't understand that. And I like Jonah Hill, the same guy that's in like every oh, no, other. Movie I know why in. he got the nomination. It's why we don't address the Oscars at all. And the, <laughs> and the bullshit that is the Oscars. And it's because every time a comedic actor does a drama for the first time and it's successful, it's because of the movie that was built around him. Just because he was successful in a drama role and he's known as a comedy actor means he deserves some sort of praise. And it's like Jonah Hill's not even that good as a comedy actor. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I know. yeah, 21 Jump Street looks absolutely terrible. Why in God's name would they greenlight a sequel? Oh. Because it's going to make money. I don't even. I, I think there'll be a surprise. I don't think it's going to make that much money. I, I mean, think, I think it's going to do good, but I don't think it's going to blow blow everyone away with with the with the profit. I think we'll for the generation below us, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill are two Ugh. are two of their like superstar actors, and Terrible. this will be successful because of it. Terrible. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I agree. All right, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I said there was All some right. big news coming. Capcom has released the names of the final four combatants from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. From the Street Fighter corner, M. Bison, Akuma joined the fight, and and everyone was waiting for Akuma. Mm -hmm. And from the Tekken side, Jin, obviously, and Ogre. Nice. So those are the last four fighters for Street Fighter Cross Tekken. However, Mm -hmm. it was recently announced that the PlayStation Vita version of Street Fighter Cross Tekken would have an additional 12 characters in the game's roster. Well, that's a whole another game. I know, right? Fortunately for console players, Capcom's community manager, Seth Killian, wants to let them know that they'll also be getting those characters at some point, saying in a recent interview, quote, we'll find a way to make sure that console fans are happy as well, which gives me the uh, idea that we're going to see an ultimate edition of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And I know people are like, well, why the hell are we not going to get these characters in the console version? And there is a reason for it. The expanded lineup includes six new characters from each series, some of which are surprising that they're not in the original console release anyway. The Street Fighter characters include Elena, 
Guy, Cody, Sakura, Dudley, and Blanca. Blanca? Blanca's not oh, in the yeah. original roster for Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which is shocking. Terrible. He's like one of the poster boys. Yeah. Yeah. The Tekken half will bring Elisa, Christy, Jack, Brian, Lars, and Lei. Capcom's not yet saying when the expanded roster will become available, but given the Vita version's fall release, console players aren't likely to see those characters for a long time. So the reason that they have time to make the 12 new characters is because the console version's due out like yeah. this week. The Vita version's not due out until the fall. So they have like two more seasons yeah. to create these 12 characters. My guess is an Ultimate Edition is coming out or there's going to be DLC. Yeah, probably both, and they'll probably put that. I guarantee you'll probably be around February of next year, yeah. January, when they put the ultimate, kind of like they did with, or November, maybe the end of the year, whenever they do the, kind of like they did with Marvel versus Capcom. Right, right. So while I'm dying to play Street Fighter Cross <laughs> Tekken, and I really am, like the game looks awesome, and yeah. I'm dying to play it, I think I'm holding off. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's the smart idea. Capcom's created enough of a predictable business yeah. model to where I don't feel confident <laughs> buying this and knowing it's going to be the last version before. Yeah, you can't, especially, especially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last story already. How about that? And I am doing this story last for a reason. There is a spoiler alert in here. Uh-oh. So just so everybody is aware, I am going to potentially spoil a particular movie. I am legend. If you haven't seen it, Feel free to turn off this episode now and not really miss anything. I didn't see it. Yeah. Because the dog died. No. Nah. <laughs> That's the exact reason I didn't see it. Yeah. I would oh. not want to. I was like, I'm not going to sit there. Good and watch thing I already said spoiler gonna, alert. I'm like, <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Have you seen it, Brian? Yeah. Okay. The dog comes back and he's the main character. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Uh, Warner Brothers has closed a deal with Akiva Goldsman and Overbrook Entertainment to produce another film in the I Am Legend story. A deal was also made with Ara Shamel to write the script. Deadline is reporting that, quote, the intention is for Will Smith to reprise his role as scientist Robert Neville, who was the last man on Earth doing battle with a mutated mob in New York City after an apocalyptic man-made virus wiped out the population. While rumors of a prequel have been circling for years, the report states that this next film is not being planned as one. This creates an interesting conundrum, given the fact that the character of Robert Neville meets his demise at the end of the previous movie. How the filmmakers plan on dealing with this remains to be seen. They're like, sorry, you killed off the main character. Huh. Now oh, they gotta bring Lord. him back. Now, the thing that people are fearing is that they will end up saying that on the I Am Legend movie, the DVD and the Blu-ray that was released, there is an alternate ending in it as an extra, and he does not die in the alternate ending. Mm. And the alternate ending was far worse than the one that they used. But the fear is that they're going to say the alternate ending is actually the real ending and they'll continue the storyline with him not dead. That's weird, though, because, I mean, how many people have seen the alternate ending compared to everyone who's seen the real ending? Well, that'll push yeah. uh, DVD sales. Yeah. Yeah, Possibly. but we'll go I've buy never it. seen a marketing that way to be like, well, to understand this review, you're going to have to go and see the alternate ending on the special features of the. That's just going to be well, weird. Well, if you want to see the Avengers idea. movie, you got to go watch all the other ones. Yeah. A well, you're not really. I just <laughs> no, not, <laughs> I don't think that's. I mean, you can go. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I got them all most, worked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree with that, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, anyway, the uh, the I Am Legend thing is weird because I think a prequel would be more interesting because um they they have the movie set up and it just starts in a time where everything is kind of like he's the last guy. And while they did touch on the process of how that came to be a little bit, 
mm-hmm. if they expanded on that and maybe got another character's point of view, then I don't know. Maybe that would be way more you, interesting. You, it's straight, you straight out see him die at the end? Mm-hmm. No. Well, okay. He has a grenade in hand. Yeah. He runs at the like vampires, and there's a giant explosion. But you don't actually see him die. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, it's possible. He threw it. They'll do some (laughs) stupid crap like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, So that's it. That's the news, boys. Well. Final thought or something you'd like to plug, Mike Volpe? No. No. No final thoughts or plugging. Wow. Uh, Gamertag? No, I'm good. No. Oh, not right, this fine. week. Not this week. Screw you guys. <laughs> Screw you guys. No, I'll plug it. All right, fine. X- <laughs> if you're on uh, Xbox Live, this and, and Xbox is the uh, superior console. Shut up. I hate oh. you. <laughs> Go ahead. Hit the button. No, I'm not doing anything. Well, yes, you are. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the PlayStation noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, that what? system got hacked. What? Uh, <laughs> Welcome uh, to what? 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 Red Ring what? of Death? What? Your, uh, ex- your PlayStation was dying. Yeah, and that's why I you had to buy another it. one. Do you know how many years it took for it to die? <laughs> Xboxes, people go through like three in one year. Yeah, yeah but it's that's true. <laughs> yeah, but no. It's better. It's got better games. <laughs> Blu ray. Uh, Mike from the gym. Just two against one. <laughs> Mike from the gym yeah. on Xbox. Have you gotten any requests? Yeah, but I don't know who they are. Oh. So it could be people who listen. I don't know. Oh. Well, send Mike a message. Let him know yeah, you're listening. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's like a friend request. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, and then they, there's no message. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian Lipsitz. Yes. Final thought or something. <laughs> like plug. I am no, here. I'm going off guard now. No, yes, not. what? Present. No. I got no. an A? Yes. No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sad trombone. <laughs> Tromboner. So nothing? <laughs> No, it's all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. All right. Uh, if, you, if you want to see any of the articles that we talked about today, you can find a lot of them on thegeekgeneration.com. Head over there. If you would rate the show and write a review in iTunes, that helps us out so much I can't even tell you. Please take the two seconds to do that if you can. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like to, us to discuss on a future episode, send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is on our site as well. Wrapping up episode 73. We will see you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Silence. Again, at the end. Bye. <laughs>